So we ask, what does it take to please God? What would you say? Some people think that the way you please God is through certain prayer rituals. Saying those prayers over and over and over, and you might even light a candle in order to please God. But that is not what the Bible says. Some people think that the way you please God is through following certain rules and regulations. You make a list of all the things that you're supposed to do and all the things that you're not supposed to do. And if you do all the things on the do list and don't do all the things on the don't do list, then God says you're okay. But that is not what the Bible says. Some people think that the way you please God is through observing certain holy days, certain seasons, when you do these religious things. Then God says, you're on my A list. But that is not what the Bible says. In fact, the Bible teaches that God is not interested in your rituals or your rules, your regulations, nor your religions. God is interested in having a relationship with you. And God wants you to learn to trust him. See, the Bible teaches that it's impossible to please God Unless you have one thing, look at Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So then what is faith? You are interested in pleasing God because you're in church. If God says that's impossible to please him unless you live by faith, it must be pretty important. Faith is like a multifaceted diamond. There are many different aspects of faith. So I want us to look at five different aspects of faith this morning as we seek the kind of life that pleases God. We look at Hebrews chapter 11. That's God's hall of fame. God's hall of faith. It is a list of all the great men and women in the Bible who God says, these people have done well. They had faith. They were men and women of faith. Number one, first of all, in your notes, faith is believing when I don't see it. Faith is believing when I do not see it. Look at Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is visualizing the future in the present. It's being certain of what we do not see. You know, as human beings, we usually say in your notes, hey, I'll believe it when I see it. God says, no, you've got it all backwards. Some things you have to believe it in order to see it. Whether you're an architect planning a building, whether you're an artist creating a sculpture, or whether you're a scientist trying to send a man to the moon, you have to what? Believe it before you can see it. All those things require faith. You have to believe that it is possible in advance. Warner von Braun, the father of the space age, who built the Atlas rocket 
the Saturn rockets that send men to the moon. He once said, there has never been any significant achievement in human history that was not accompanied by faith. It all started out that somebody believed it was possible, believed it in advance. So faith is believing when I don't see it, but it's far more. Number two in your notes. The second aspect of faith, faith is obeying when I don't understand. Obeying when I do not understand. And God gives us a couple of examples that faith is obeying. Look at Hebrews 11, verse 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. So in that verse, circle the word faith and the word obeyed. Draw a line between those two words. Faith, the Bible teaches, is obeying when I do not understand it, when it does not make sense. See, Noah had all kinds of questions and doubts because, you see, it never happened before. The Bible says that before the flood, it had never rained. The earth was watered by a mist that came up from the ground, like dew in the morning, like condensation. It had never rained. So when God said, Noah, I want you to build a big boat because it's going to flood. Noah said, what is a flood? God said, it's when you get lots of rain. Well, Noah said, what is rain? But Noah, because he had faith, he obeyed God, even though it did not make sense. God said, I want you to build this boat in the middle of the desert, not out at the ocean. And then I'll bring the water to you. So Noah obeyed, but it did not make sense. Now the second example was a man by the name of Abraham. Look also at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. It was faith that made Abraham obey when God called him to go out to a country that God had promised to him. So he left his own country without knowing where he was going. So here is Abraham now, 75 years old. He lived in a place in modern-day Iraq. It was called there Ur of the Chaldees. Just about the time that Abraham was ready for Social Security, hang in there, and to retire, God says in your notes, get ready for Social Insecurity. I'm going to take you and turn you into a father of a brand new nation. We're going to go to a new country. I'm sure Abraham had all of his doubts, all kinds of questions. He would say, where are we going? God said, you never heard of this place before. Abraham said, how long is it going to take to get there? God said, don't worry. Abraham said, how will I know when I get there? God said, I'll tell you. Would you do it then? Because Abraham obeyed, though, when he did not understand. Abraham became the father of a great nation called Israel. Many people were blessed because Abraham obeyed God, even when it did not make sense. 
See, faith always involves risking. Now, some people, they want a guarantee of success before they obey God. They read something in the Bible, God tells them to do something, and they say, okay, God, once you guarantee me it's going to go to work, then I'll obey. God says, however, I want you to believe even when you do not see it. And I want you to obey even when it does not make sense. So in your notes, every time God tells you to do something, it is a test. It's a test of whom am I going to believe? God or myself? Am I, am I going to do what God tells me to do, the right thing to do? Or am I going to believe that I know best? Of these many, many commands, many of them seem unreasonable. Some of them seem flat out impossible to do, but they are all there for our benefit. Because God loves you. Your Heavenly Father, He does know best. See, the Bible is the owner's manual for life. If I ignore it, who am I going to hurt? Not God. I'm just going to hurt myself. See, there are a lot of times it doesn't make sense. For instance, God says that when people hurt you, when they abuse you and misuse you, you're to forgive them. Does that sound like the right thing to do? No. The natural thing is to get even. The natural thing is to pay back, to retaliate. But God says, don't be resentful, because resentment always hurts you more than somebody else. Just forgive them for your own sake. If you hold on to the hurt and the bitterness, you're only hurting yourself. So here's the point. If you learn to do what God tells you to do, even when it seems absurd, then God can bless your life. You're building a life of faith. That faith is believing it when I don't see it, obeying when I do not understand. And number three in your notes, the third aspect of faith in your notes, giving when I don't have it. Faith is giving when I do not have it. See, giving and faith go together. God uses finances to test our faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Fame, the first guy on the list is a man by the name of Abel. Abel gets listed not because he did something great. You see, he built no boat. He started no nation. Abel had no great accomplishments, no great achievements to his name. In fact, the only thing he did was he gave an offering. But that, that put him in the Hall of Fame. Why? See, it wasn't how much he gave, and it wasn't what he gave. It was simply how he gave. Look at Hebrews 11, verse 4, on the back of your notes. It was faith that made Abel's offering to God a better sacrifice than Cain's. So through his faith, God approved of his giving. The Bible is talking here about giving in faith. It wasn't that Abel gave that pleased God, how, but how he gave. It wasn't the amount, it was the attitude. You need to understand, there are two ways of giving. You can give in your nose by faith, or you can give by fear. One is by revelation, by faith. The other is by reason, 
by fear. See, when I give by reason, I figure out what I think I can afford to give to God. I give a reasonable amount based upon my fear of ending up short at the end of the month. When I give by revelation, by faith, then I pray and I ask God, God, what do you want me to give? God, how much do you want me to trust in you? That is giving by faith. That's the kind of giving, the kind of sacrifice that pleases God. See, some people want to say, God, you give me first and then I'll give back. Something like, God, let me win the lottery, then I'll give. But that is not giving by faith. It's like, God, you bring me a big windfall, and when it arrives, then I'll give it all back to you. God says that may be called gratitude, but it certainly is not giving by faith. Faith is giving when I don't have it. Look at 2 Corinthians 8. Their abundance, Paul says, the abundance of joy has overflowed in a wealth of generosity, for they gave beyond their ability, and they did it voluntarily. So faith is believing when I don't see it, obeying when I do not understand it, giving when I do not have it. But there is more to faith. Number four in your notes, faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. Faith is persisting when I do not feel like it. Look at Hebrews 11, verse 27. It was by faith that Moses left Egypt, and he was not afraid of the king's anger. He held to his purpose like a man who could see the invisible. So faith is being persistent. Faith is refusing to give up. Faith is doing the right thing even when you are moody. In your notes, our culture today says, if it feels good, what? Do it. If it doesn't feel good, then don't do it. Do whatever feels good. Live by your emotions. As a result, we end up being manipulated by our moods. Mature Christians, we live by commitments, not by emotions. Emotions, they come and go. See, I always don't feel like being nice to people, do you? Sometimes I want to be selfish or grumpy. I want everybody to serve me. I've discovered that when I do not feel like it, that's usually when I really need to pray. I need to help others. I need to follow through on my commitment. So how do you get to an, become an Olympic athlete? Well, simple. Hours and hours and hours of exercising, even when you don't feel like it. How does a super salesman become a super salesman? She continues to make the calls after everybody else has gone home because they just don't feel like making any more calls. The godly man, the godly woman, becomes that way. Not by accident, not by feeling like it all the time, but by choosing to do things, to develop habits for their spiritual life. See, faith is believing when I don't see it. It's obeying when I don't understand. It's giving when I don't have it. Faith is persisting when I do not feel like it. Finally, number five. In your notes, the fifth aspect of faith, trusting, even if I don't get it. 
Faith is trusting even if I do not get it. Some people try to make God to be like a big vending machine. That God automatically will give you anything you want. But that's not what the Bible says. Look at Hebrews 11, verse 39 and 40. They were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what they had been promised. God had planned something better. See, vending machines will give you things that you don't need. Vending machines will give you things that will harm you. But God will never give you something that is bad. Does a parent give a child everything that a child asks for? Of course not. Not if the parent is sensible and loving. God is not going to give you everything you ask for. See, in your notes, God does promise to meet all your needs, but God does not promise to meet all your greeds. Your needs, but not your greeds. So living by faith does not exempt you from having problems. Sometimes we pray that God would remove a problem, but instead, God keeps the problem there and simply gives you the strength to go through it, and you end up becoming stronger. See, if God would remove all your problems, you would simply become spoiled, and you would be weak. So God answers every prayer, but there's four possible ways God answers. God answers your prayers in your notes. Number one with a yes. God answers your prayers sometimes, number two, with a no. God also answers your prayers, number three, sometimes, with a not yet, only, not only with a yes or no or not yet, but God also, number four, chooses sometimes to answer your prayers with, I have a better idea. But in answering our prayers, God wants you to have character and strength and maturity. Anybody can trust God when things are going great. Anybody can give when they got a lot of extra money. Anybody can persist when they see the finish line right before them a couple inches away. Anybody can believe when it's right there in front of them. But the real faith is built in the valleys of life. See, it's trusting God even when I don't get it. So in conclusion, this is Reformation Weekend. The threefold emphasis of the Reformation. Repeat after me. Grace alone. Faith alone. Scripture alone. So how does God build your faith? Look at Romans 10, verse 17. Please read it with me together out loud. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. So God builds your faith through the hearing of his word. The more you get into the book, the Bible, the more you're going to grow in faith. And if you do not read your Bibles, you're not going to grow in faith very much. The word of God is spiritual food that builds spiritual muscle. Let us pray, dear God. Help me to be like Noah and Abraham and obey you even when I don't understand. Help me to be like Moses and trust you to persist even when I don't feel like it. And help me to be like Abel to give even when I do not have it. Teach me to trust you. In your name I pray. Amen. <laughs>